everyone, welcome to the Voices in Japan podcast with your hosts Ben and Burke. On today's show, we talk about the Obon holiday in Japan and all things related to this special celebration. We start off by chatting about my stay at Furukawa Onsen in Jozanke using the GoTo Travel campaign and Burke's visit to Takino Suzuran Park. Then we move on to talking about traditional Obon customs that Japanese people do. The meaning of Obon, two important vegetables related to this time, the big Obon dance, traditional wear, burning lanterns, moldy futons, priests coming to pray during Obon, uh, my Hong Kong Obon experience, uh, which is quite similar to the Japanese way, and much, much more. Alright, enjoy the show. How are you liking this uh, weather we've been having? If you today's a little bit、uh, rainy, unstable. But、uh, what do you think of the weather we've been having? Well, it's kind of cooled down in the last couple of days. Like last week, it, you know, it was like 30 degrees, really humid. It was a little bit unbearable at night because we don't have aircon at home and we don't get any wind through our apartment as well. So the evenings have been pretty tough. But now, the last couple of days, it's gone down to 24, 25 degrees. Uh, less humidity, so it's been a bit more pleasant.、Um, today, yeah, today's a bit cloudy, but,、uh, but we stayed in a, an onsen yesterday. Oh, really? Where'd you guys、yeah. go? Well, I think you stayed at the same one, but in Otaru, Furu, Furukawa? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we stayed at Furukawa in Jozanke. Oh, wow. How was that? Because we drove by after we stayed in Furukawa, we were driving by Jozan- Jozanke one time, and I was like, I think the one that everybody knows about is actually in. Jozanke, but it's、uh, where is it exactly in Jozanke? It's off the street. It's like on the street. Yeah.、Oh, it? So、okay. it's, it's like on the main road. So you turn into Jozanke and you go past, there's like Jozanke Hotel.、Um, and then a couple of hotels down from there is the Furukawa. Fu, Furu, Furukawa.、Mm. And that's like the old style one that looks like if, you, if, you, if anyone's seen that Ghibli movie.、Uh, Spirited away. Right, right. It has that kind of feel. So we stayed there, and even inside, everything's all like wooden、uh, floorboards. They have、uh, the Japanese kind of fa-、uh, white face masks like dotted around the hotel. Okay. So it, it really feels like that, that animated movie. Yeah, man, it was awesome. And I think it's one of the, one of the oldest ones in Jozanke because they, they had this room. Of all these really old pictures from when it first opened. And they had these really old <coughs> photos of、uh, like mixed onsens at the time with、uh, yeah, men and women sharing onsen baths. So that was pretty cool. And because of、uh, the go to travel campaign, we managed to stay there for like really cheap because normally it's pretty expensive. And we had like 35% off that you, through the travel agency, I think we use Rakten Travel. So, we got the 35% off the hotel price through that. And then when we got there, they gave us、uh, 
like another 15% worth of coupons that oh, we wow. could spend pretty much anywhere in Sapporo, like um, you know, certain shops, supermarkets. So then that adds up to like the, the 50%. So they're already given the, they gave, they gave you the vouchers. They, they gave them. them like as we uh, signed in. Oh, yeah. nice. Cause I thought that uh, that wasn't going to be starting till September, but I guess some places it's already started. And uh, so they gave them to you for Sapporo. So it's kind of like if you were visiting like outside of Hokkaido, same type of treatment, I guess the main spot where they would expect you to go shopping, that type of person would be in Sapporo. So, yeah. I mean, what was uh, what was Furukawa like in in Otari? Was it similar to how I described uh, the Josanke one? No, because it's uh, what was that? Is the one in Josanke? Is it pretty spacious? Yeah, like it was it was huge. They had this night lounge that you go in, so you'd walk down to ground level, then you'd go outside, and there was a pathway going to the night lounge. But around the night lounge, there was all the the gardens where you can just like hang out um there was a fire pit that i'm not sure if you're allowed to start a fire i didn't see any signs or anything but i found the fire pit but they had like all the wood there they had like twigs around there was no one there and i said to my missus you know let's uh let's start a fire all we need is a lighter and then we can get it going she's like no you can't do that you're not allowed to do that i said what why am i not allowed to do that there's no sign that says i'm not she said well if there's no sign then you're probably not allowed to. Really? And, she, and she was kind of expecting that, you know, someone like a staff member would have been starting a fire if it was official or something, but there was no one there and there was no one around. There was no guests and there was no like barrier where it was closed off. So I assumed it was like, you know, okay, whoever's up for doing it, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> so did you start it? No, I didn't. I, no, because... You know, she she didn't want to, and I was like, "Well, I'm not gonna start one by myself." <laughs> yeah. So the Furukawa at uh, in Otaru that we stayed at is actually pretty. It's not that spacious. It's kind of everything's within a building. It's quite small. Um, so I think it's definitely a little bit different. Maybe inside of the rooms and stuff is probably quite similar i guess w would be to the one in Josanke, but it sounds a little bit different so yeah that sounds interesting maybe go check that out sometime too they had a pretty cool onsen water they had like hydrogen had a hydrogen onsen did they have that at your at the one you went to uh i didn't see it if they did yeah and apparently it's uh it's anti-aging so it's supposed to make you younger because it's good for your skin it's supposed to decrease your blood pressure so they had like this sign that said the the effects of hydrogen onsen, and uh, yeah, it's supposed it's supposed to be good for your blood sugar levels. I, I hit it up for for ten minutes or so, and it's like all murky and and stuff. So yeah, was, that, that was pretty cool. I've never been in a hydrogen uh, onsen before. Uh, the one that we got into, it was supposed to help like uh, your organs and stuff function better. So it's supposed to be, be good for inner healing and stuff, but um. I guess you were saying, too, you recently got injured, so maybe that was kind of good for your uh, injury as well? Yeah, yeah, I hope so. Um, yeah, I, I tweaked my ankle at, uh, at jiu-jitsu the other day. No gi, but uh, I got put in a toe hold, and I, I should have tapped a lot sooner than, than I did. But there was some crackling, popping sounds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, was there, uh, I mean, did you have any... I mean, is there any swelling? 
there was swelling, but it it went. I, I put some ice on it, and it's and it's gone down. It's gone down now. Yeah, but because of the popping noise, everyone was like, "Yeah, it's probably broken." <laughs> Let's see. What do we do over the weekend to enjoy the weather? We went to uh, what was it? Uh, Takino Suzuran Park. Have you ever been down there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, where it's about like what uh, ten minutes, fifteen minutes south of Sapporo or something. Um, man, I've been here in Sapporo for so long, and that might actually be the first time without been out there to that park. That's the one with the big barbecue spot, right? There is a big barbecue spot. We didn't uh, see the big bar- bar- barbecue spot, but there is, uh, it's kind of like, uh, I mean, you were saying earlier about Ghibli and stuff, but there's kind of like Ghibli structures throughout the park. There's kind of like uh, cement or rock structures that have moss growing over them. kind of looks like something out of Ghibli. Then they've kind of got big tree houses or big wooden houses too that you can like climb up in with your kids. There's like a huge like huge slide section these like rock slides that are kind of attached into the side of the mountain into the side of the mountain there's like i mean they're huge man they're actually closed right now because of coronavirus you can't use them there's that then there's also at the very back there's like a huge uh mountain or it's kind of like hillside on the mountain where you can like rent these big balls human-sized balls and like push them up to the top of the mountain and stuff (laughs) it's kind of weird it's kind of like a playground um mostly geared for towards children but uh, adults can definitely have fun there too was there a lot of people there like there was, was it crowded there was well it wasn't uh like the parking lot i mean we we showed up pretty early like around 10 or 11 in the morning um and so the parking lot was probably only a quarter full or something and there's actually uh, multiple parking lots so i think compared to like a normal year it definitely was not considered to be crowded but i mean we went to a lot of the kids sections which were definitely crowded. Like they've got these um, really soft uh, pillars that are kind of coming out of the ground that children can climb on and like push over. Um, They have like these big uh, inflated like rubber playgrounds and stuff, but it was kind of raining a little bit. So the kids weren't allowed to play on them until the rain stopped and everything. Um, But it was definitely crowded in terms of children. Yeah. But I'm sure it's nothing like a normal year. And my wife said she went there before too. And you can actually, there's a fishing area. Yeah, 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 that's near the barbecue spot. Okay. So once you go to the barbecue spot, um, there's also like a walkway where you can go past the fishing spot, and then there's a there's a waterfall as well. So we used to go every year as part of our school. uh, It was like the school birthday celebration. So every time around May, the whole all the students and teachers we'd go to this barbecue spot area in the in the weekday. So it was like no one there but us barbecue and then there's a big uh, grass area where all the girls would play they'd always get water balloons and throw them at the teachers and stuff um and yeah and then like some teachers just go wandering off you know to the fishing area by themselves or go up to the to the waterfall to have a cigarette or something like that oh nice i think Mm. you they actually my wife was saying that you can cook the fish like right there that you catch yeah yeah you can yeah we we didn't do that but um but yeah you can do that yeah, it was nice. And then after that, uh, have you been to like the big uh, graveyard that's kind of near there too? It's the mm, kind of famous one in Sapporo because they've got like uh, uh, Easter Island. Uh, uh, I've, I've driven past it and I've seen it. Yeah, and they've got, they've got kind of have something that looks a little bit like Stonehenge as well. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so I want my wife has never been to that uh, graveyard or cemetery, and she's never seen all of those like structures. So I wanted to show her, but that place was just like packed. We pulled into it. It was like a lot of traffic. Um, there were people everywhere. Obviously, it's a graveyard, and they were there um, to go visit like their family graves and stuff because it's right, you know that time of the year right now is obon season so we uh we actually didn't get out of the car because we we're like man there's just too much going on here um so we just drove through it real quick and got out but but yeah it was uh there was a lot going on there because it is right now uh obon season is about to start here in japan uh wanted to talk a little bit about that here on today's show uh well actually did you know that there is actually different times when you can celebrate obon no, I didn't know that. You never heard about this? Because some of it is still based on the lunar calendar. So some parts actually celebrate uh, Obon in July and other places celebrate in August. I did know that, yeah. That's down in Honshu. I think they celebrate Obon in July. Yeah, but the strange thing is, is like I asked my wife and some other people about it and she wasn't aware and some other people, some most people were, but uh, a lot of people weren't aware either that they celebrate Obon at different times, even within Japan. So, you know, if people don't know, I mean, even some Japanese people don't know that this is the case, but yeah. Is it because of the timing of the school year? Because summer holiday is different as well um, in Honshu and Hokkaido. Oh, really? Yeah, so the... The summer holiday usually starts in July down in Honshu and it lasts uh, longer. So I think it's like six weeks, maybe even longer. But in Hokkaido, the summer holiday starts later and is shorter, usually about four weeks. Mm. But this year is a bit different because of coronavirus. So summer holidays only just started for uh, for public schools um, and their holiday is only like less than two weeks this year so something like 10 days mm. when like elementary schools go back um i mean it's not so bad because they had so much time off because they started the semester a month later than they normally do so you know there's not too much too many complaints about uh having such a short summer holiday right well probably some people want to get back to the the old uh, schedule as quickly as possible but um, it's actually based on the lunar calendar. The lunar calendar is obviously different than the Gregorian calendar. So because of some places uh, in terms of the holidays use the lunar calendar, I think it uh, is because uh, it's supposed to be like in the, within the seventh month is uh, the holiday. And so in that case, uh, it's going to be in July for some people. Uh, in Japan, it's considered to be like the largest family uh, event or holiday outside of the uh, end of the year celebrations. Um, Oshogatsu. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it starts off with uh, Mukaibi. Do you know what the Mukaibi is, Ben? Any no, idea? No. What do you think uh, is the most important part of Obon? What, well, what, we should start with what is Obon? What, what happens at Obon? <laughs> <laughs> I guess the main thing is, um, from my understanding, is families get together. So most people go back to their hometowns. And then they all go to the local grave to worship their past ancestors. Mm. And usually all of their ancestors are buried in the same was it shrine mm. or grave area. Well, this is, yes, uh, that's obviously a big part of it. But this is the interesting thing about Obon, because just like you said, it's for families to get together. And this doesn't just mean the living. This is a time... 
uh, when the uh, two worlds, the world of the afterlife and the current life, kind of uh, get closer together. So uh, actually, the ancestors, the dead ancestors, return home uh, during this period of Obon. And so it starts off with the Mukayabi, which are the small fires that people uh, used to put out or maybe still do put it, put out in front of their homes uh, to try to let the uh, dead ancestors know or, or be able to find their way back to their home. Have you ever seen any of these small fires? I don't think they're too common up here in Hokkaido. I've never seen those, no. Mm-hmm. Are they common in other parts of Japan? Apparently, yeah. I think uh, down south... Uh, and it might be because, you know, Hokkaido is, uh, I mean, relatively speaking, a very new area compared to other parts of Japan. Uh, but yeah, apparently these small fires, uh, can still be common, uh, especially in small countryside areas. Have you seen the altars that people have in their homes for the deceased and stuff? Yeah. You know, people start doing much more at the altars. They start putting out food, uh, for the, the dead answers that will be returning, um, there's actually two very important vegetables that have to do with uh, obon. Any <laughs> guess what these might be? Uh, I pumpkin. I don't know why I'm thinking pumpkin. Probably because uh, you're thinking of the dead Halloween <laughs> yeah. jack o' lanterns. Right. Uh, you know, the pumpkin has not picked up in Japanese culture yet for the dead. <laughs> uh, mm. not, at least not for obon. Maybe right. during uh, Halloween. Any other guesses? Uh, Daikon, like radish, for some reason I'm thinking that because I've seen it a lot in um, convenience stores recently. It might just be because of season, (laughs) harvest season for daikon. That might be why you're seeing it. Actually, uh, that is not correct. Uh, The two important uh, vegetables I'm thinking about are cucumber and uh, I think it's egg, eggplant, I want to say. Oh, actually, yeah, cucumber is one of my favorite vegetables. I eat that quite often. And, uh, and I had eggplant at the onsen the other day, too. Well, there you go. Yeah. You're, you're in the, uh, the obon mood and the spirit. Actually, uh, they take these two uh, vegetables and they stick chopsticks, halfway broken chopsticks, into the bottom to look like legs so that these uh, vegetables transform into animals. Wow. Yes, one, the cucumber is for a horse, and the eggplant, <laughs> i got to double-check and make sure it's the eggplant, uh, turns into a cow. What, any, so, any so hold on a minute, so they, so they break like a, chops, a pair of chopsticks in half, and they're supposed to represent like the limbs, and then they stick them into um, cucumber or eggplant, and that would represent the body of the animal. Yes. Is that that what you're saying? Exactly. The horse is obviously faster than the cow, and the horse is supposed to help the ancestors get home as quickly as possible, whereas the cow is to make sure they is for when they return, and so they can have a much uh, slower, more relaxed return away from the home. So the eggplant represents the cow. Exactly. So do you guys do that at your family? Have you seen it before being done? No. You know what? Uh, the first I learned about these uh, vegetable animals is when I started doing a little research for the show. Today's episode. <laughs> I've never seen this before. Wow. But apparently... That's very interesting. It, uh, it is well known. In fact, if I probably looked more closely at some of these uh, these uh, altars that I have seen at relatives' homes and whatnot during the Obon holiday, I might have noticed the little what do, vegetable animals. What do you think of um, having these altars in the home, like 
um you don't have one right in your home we don't have one in our apartment no but like uh, all my relatives and stuff have them yeah yeah is there a reason why you don't have one or would you would you want one uh we don't have one just because i am not too uh in yet to my buddhist uh religious practices uh but i think uh, eventually we may have well to be honest i think they're usually only in the oldest son's house because the oldest son is usually taking over the family house mm. uh they pr- probably could be in other homes as well uh, at least for the purpose of honoring the uh, deceased relatives and stuff um but uh no we probably will not have one in our house eventually do you, why do you guys think you'll have one no no definitely not but, <laughs> but that's because i'm i'm not religious and my uh, my missus isn't either but we've you know as we've been kind of looking at houses while we're house hunting at the moment a lot of the the used houses that we've been looking at all have the the tiny room with the little shrine in the corner right and every time we see one my missus is like no we can't we can't have that we don't want to live in a house that has previous occupants who had a shrine oh. because she's um you know she's a bit superstitious with you know spirits and ghosts and stuff like that she she says that she's quite sensitive to those kind of things so she wants to uh, avoid buying a place that has that kind of room um i'm i'm not too bothered i, I like i like the tiny rooms you know like stand in the the onsen hotels we've stayed at recently that they've all been to tiny rooms i like sleeping on futons and i even suggested to my wife that maybe we should go back to futons instead of sleeping on beds but um yeah she wasn't happy about that because um she said it's a lot harder to maintain a futon because they uh they get moldy quite easily i've never experienced that before but she said you know you have to air them out when it's like a a sunny day but being in hokkaido there's not that many sunny days um especially during the winter time so there's more risk of your futon going moldy especially on the bottom um i don't know if that's happened to you before burke have you had a moldy futon before (laughs) (laughs) oh actually you know uh what has happened Uh, i've never had a moldy futon 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 uh but I did live for a short period in an apartment near Mariyama, in Mariyama. It wasn't a very nice apartment. It was on the ground floor. It got horrible circulation, horrible sunlight. And uh, I had a few mold monsters growing in my closet um, <laughs> that I just threw everything out. But it was pretty bad, yeah. So this was before you moved in or whilst you were living there? No, this was whilst I was, li- or while I was living there. You know, we we don't have too bad of a uh, mold problem up here in Hokkaido because we don't have the rainy season. But yeah, I found out uh, in that apartment that it was pretty bad. Why, have you had some serious mold trouble before? Um, I don't think so, but maybe I just didn't notice. Because <laughs> there was one apartment that I lived in. Um, you might live there too when I was working at that language school that we both worked at back in the day when I first arrived. And I moved straight into that apartment and there was a futon there already from the previous owner. And that futon ended up being my bed for the next year of that place. I, I never aired it. I never uh, I never cleaned it. Ew. I didn't really put it away. You're supposed to put it away in the cupboard, right? Like every morning. I did that maybe 50% of the time. And and I told my missus about that. And she's like, There's, there must have been mold on that. 
and I just don't remember there ever being any, but maybe because I wasn't looking for it. <laughs> Man, you, you probably got lucky, or maybe you're just like, why does this tone keep getting softer and softer? <laughs> We're so comfortable now. <laughs> yeah. All this extra extra padding, where is it coming from? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we do have a slight mold problem in Hokkaido, but I, I think we definitely don't have it as bad as down south just because we don't have the uh, the rainy season. So, unfortunately, you have not had the opportunity to do the Oaxaca Mairi, where you go to clean the grave, you were saying, right? Right. But I have, because um, my family's from Hong Kong, and we have that same kind of culture in, in Chinese um, traditions. So, when I was young, probably around like 15, 16, I remember going back to Hong Kong with my family, and we did the same thing where it's, it's about the same time of the year actually so it's during the summertime and we go to the family grave which for my ancestors is like high up in the mountains so you got to hike up there we had machetes to get there because you're hacking away at the trees oh wow so because it's once a year all the the bushes end up growing back so part of the process is to clean around the grave which is hacking a lot of the the foliage away so we all had machetes um and we we take kind of like fake food in a way that the ancestors liked. So we're taking like chicken, we're taking rice, but it's all foods made for Albon season. Um, it's not called Albon, I can't remember what it's called now. Um, and then we also get fake money that we burn mm-hmm. at the grave to give to the ancestors to spend wherever they are in, in heaven or hell. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then we end up staying there for a good, it's a good hour or so. We have dinner there. So we eat at the grave, like we're eating with the ancestors. Um, and it's not in Hong Kong because during the summer, it's like, it's similar to Tokyo where it's like really hot and humid. So it's not really a fun time to be uh, or to have. So I didn't really enjoy it, but I think the experience was very unique. So I'm glad that I did it once. But ever since then, I've never really um, experienced it again. Well, my understanding, that sounds pretty familiar. And I think the actual Obon holiday uh, has some of its origins uh, with the Chinese tradition as well, obviously. So, But even though in Japan you haven't experienced that part, I'm sure there is. Uh, you have experienced the next important part of Obon. Uh, actually, the next part after that is uh, having the priest come during Obom um, to the altar in the family home uh, to read some sutras for the dead and for the peace of the uh, their peaceful existence. Uh, but apparently this, this year, uh, the Buddhist monks, in the, at least in Sapporo, are saying, let's not have these services this year because of coronavirus. But I was going to say, I'm sure you've experienced the next part which is the part that everybody knows about, the Bone Odori. Yes, yes, which is cancelled this year in Sapporo. The big one, yeah. I'm wondering if they're going to have the ones in the neighborhood because they have the, like, the smaller ones in the neighborhood too, which are sometimes even more fun because you kind of like see people in your own neighborhood and in the community. But yeah, it's been cancelled, the big one in Odori. That one's fun, the one in Odori. I, I tend to go every year and uh, have a little little dance around as the... I don't. Is what's the? Is there an official name? It's just called the Bondori. 
Well, the uh, the event of the song the, or the dance. The, the dance. Yeah, so that's another thing that uh, can be celebrated uh, in different ways, uh, depending where you are in the country. Some of the dances go clockwise. Some of them go counterclockwise. Some of the music uh, can be local. It uh, can be a local version of the Bono Dori song. In fact, they talk about the one in Hokkaido being a very popular one. Uh, but the one that they talk about is very similar to, it's an old fishing song. And it's very similar to the one that they use, like at the uh, Yosakoi Festival. And uh, so when you see, check videos sometimes on the internet, people talking about Obon in Hokkaido, they'll like be playing this song. But I, to be honest, I've never heard people singing that song in Hokkaido. I've only seen that, heard, heard them singing the more traditional uh, Bono Dori song. Ah, yeah. so they're different from region to region. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, it's kind of fun. Like I remember going along and it's a very you know obviously basic simple dance that anyone could pick up easily after watching for a couple of minutes and all kids do it and and usually the old people get really into it you know they they uh they dance pretty hard um i i I like doing it every now and then um but i know locally we used to have one at the local school but they haven't got it this year so maybe i'm assuming that even the local ones are avoiding hosting the the old the bondori this year too yeah i wouldn't be surprised if most most of them are shut down because the places that are doing them will probably take some heat uh yeah the song for the hokkaido one is called sorambushi but again that's more of a fishing traditional song so you won't hear it but do you get do you get down to the to the bondori as well Burke? i always have a little bit of trouble so i'm always watching the people in front of me just kind of copying what they're doing which is what they say you're supposed to do yeah it's, well it's a bit like line dancing right have you done right. line dancing before yeah i'm f- originally from idaho man. yeah <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, yeah i i remember going to uh to florida when uh when i was young with my family and we ended up going to a line dancing bar and it was pretty cool man like watching watching everyone do it so it, it has that similar kind of feel you know everyone gets in a line but in um yeah the bon or dory everyone's just in a circle going round but all doing the same kind of movements and uh yeah very easy to pick up when you go enjoy them do you uh, get decked out in the nice uh, summer uh you know, traditional garb for uh, Obona stuff. Is that hakama you're talking about? Uh, hakama is actually the, the pants that goes for the traditional kimono for men. I'm, yeah, I'm talking about like the either the yukata or the jimbe. I've never worn one before. Oh, really? Yeah, not never. even jimbe. No. What is a jimbe? So hakata or not hakata, but y- yukata is uh, is just like kimono, except for kimonos have a lot of layers a lot of lining uh they're quite restrictive for movement and stuff and so back in the day apparently uh people started wearing uh yukata or summer uniforms which is just one layer of kimono and it's uh obviously really cool and perfect for summer weather and you can move around a lot uh jimbei is just like the uh it's it's actually apparently what the samurai used to wear during the summer months too um, but it's just the shorts and the uh, kind of traditional top that uh, folds over and closes just like a uh, kimono or and also like a yukata. Um, but yeah, it's uh, just the shorts and kind of the kind of kimono top. Well, I guess the only time I've worn something like that is when I stay at an onsen because yeah. usually you stay at an onsen hotel and everyone wears that garb to hang around the hotel. But um, but also there's a you know there's a very important way of wearing it. It should be left over right, right, right. B- 
because if you do it the opposite way around, it means that you're dead. Right. Right. And I remember this happened one time to a friend I was staying with, and uh, we went to the Onsen Hotel, and my friend did it the wrong way around, but none of us knew it was the wrong way around until we went to the restaurant. And at that time, none of us spoke very good Japanese, and the a staff member just came up to her and was like, Stop, 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 in Japanese. You can't come in, you can't come in.、Oh, and、wow. was like pointing at the way she was wearing her, what is it? I guess no, not a kimono. Yukata. The yukata, yeah. yeah. And,、um, and then, you know, we were both freaking out, like, what, what, What's wrong? What's wrong? And then. After a while, he managed to kind of gesture saying, Oh, you, you, you're doing this, you're wearing this the wrong way.、Mm. So she had to,、uh, yeah, she had to go to the washroom or the toilet to change and make sure it was left over right rather than right over left.、Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, be careful with that left over right. Yes. Well, you know, I think we talked about it before during the、uh, episode on funerals, but that is how they、uh, bury the deceased or, or before they put them in、uh, to be cremated. is... Uh, yeah, the, if they're wearing the traditional Japanese uh, uh, kimono, then they will、uh, cross it. What is it, right over left? So, yeah, Bono Dori, man, it's a really fun time. There's actually the one that they do in Sapporo、uh, from, I think it's usually six to seven. They have like the kids,、uh, time for the kids dancing first. And then after that,、uh, adults, you know, enjoy. As much as they want to. Did you know that Bonodori used to go all the way until the、uh, sunrise? So they used to say it was like a great time、uh, for people to meet each other. Oh. Yeah,、oh. a good matchmaking time. And, and, that, and that was when like, people would start drinking as well, I guess, and it ended up being a bit, of a bit of a party. Yes, maybe good for the baby booming <laughs> too.、Uh, here's a question. Bonodori in Sapporo is now held in、uh, Odori Park. Any guesses where it was originally held? Originally held before Odori Park? Yeah, in Sapporo. Just think of Big Park and you'll know the answer. Not, not Nakajima Park. It was Nakajima Park. It started in 1954, Nakajima Park. They used to have a boat festival as well because you know, there's a nice pond there in Nakajima Park.、Uh, they would do the Bonodori, they would do the fireworks, they'd ha- have a firefly hunting session,、uh, star festival, so a lot of stuff. And then it moved pretty quickly to Odori Park in 1957. And、uh, that was right around the time the beer garden started. Any guesses when our. Wonderful Sapporo Beer Garden started.、Uh, I want to say 1960. Very close. <laughs> 1959. Whoa! was the first year, apparently, of the Sapporo Beer Garden. It was just with one beer garden at the sixth block in downtown Sapporo. And now it's stretched to the 12th block.、Right? Yeah, it's all the way from what, the fifth or fourth block, all the way to、uh, the 11th block. But unfortunately, this year it's been cancelled. But there are still、um, beer gardens going on, like rooftop beer gardens.、Um, Parco is one that's still going, Pivo. But all of them now, you have to make a reservation so you can't just walk in anymore because、um, they want to try and keep the social distancing. I've actually haven't been to any of them yet. Have you been to any beer gardens this summer? I have not. And you know what? You know what? It was making me so sad that I haven't. Had a chance to go to all these beer gardens this year and it hasn't felt like a regular summer. But I was just thinking about this、uh, yesterday 
And uh, since we do not have beer garden and stuff this year, I think this is kind of the first year I've spent this much time with my family <laughs> during yeah. the summer break. I mean, I spend time with them, obviously, every summer, but it's not also mixed in with all these visits of having to go to the beer garden like five, <laughs> six, seven times or something. You know, right, same yeah, same here. It's, it's uh, unusual for me not to be drinking so much during the weekday as well. Yeah. Yeah, which is, kind of, is good in a way, I feel healthier <laughs> exactly yeah and uh more productive know, i think it's better for my family i don't know they might be getting sick of me being around so much but uh but we can't talk about uh obon without obviously talking about the way it closes because we have all these uh dead ancestors around we want them to be able to return uh to the afterlife and uh, any guesses uh i'm sure if you think about it you would know but any guesses what helps the dead return back home to their home? What helps or them I should to say return to the afterlife? I guess what helps them return? Home, but shooing them away. Shooing them away. <laughs> Get out! Yeah. So uh, this is a new tradition that Ben's getting started. The new shoe farewell. Okay. Uh, giving gifts. Uh, like, a farewell gift here here's your gift now get out of here <laughs> yeah. uh yeah kind of like sobetska holding a sobetska yeah a farewell party yeah give a speech yeah <laughs> how do you feel uh, after being back I'm, I'm 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 actually thinking of a physical object that kind of helps lead them away you know nice and gradually very traditional uh object <laughs> That's, uh, here's a hint. <laughs> think of uh, think of kushidori or yakitori. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, no, no, no. Sake. It's, <laughs> well, everybody likes their sake. It starts with L and ends in antern. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, got it. Okay, yes, <laughs> yeah. So the lanterns. So yes, the lanterns play a big part in uh, leading the ancestors back. It's not the only uh, big fire event. Uh, you know, we talked about the Mukaibi at the beginning of the Obon holiday to help lead the uh, dead ancestors back home. Uh, there are some very, very famous fires down in Kyoto on the mountains. They're called the Gozan no uh, Okuribi, where they have actually the um, the fires on five separate mountains around uh, Kyoto. Have you ever seen the photos of this? Like the big, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. the one that uh, most people recognize is Daimonji, which is the big kanji for Dai on the side of the mountain. But yes, these are to help lead people, or not people, but our dead ancestors back uh, to the land of the dead. Mm. I mean, a lot of those um, traditions that you mentioned, I've not seen many of them done in Sapporo. And I've spoke to my, my wife about those things, and she doesn't do any of those either, really. And actually, I was speaking to her the other day about um, Olbon coming up, and she has to um, go visit the grave of her ancestors, which is kind of a bit far out of town. Um, and I don't think she would pr appreciate me saying this on the podcast, but she was like, she found it quite annoying that she has to see some of her family members. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because she doesn't really know them that well. And it's all about kind of making fake niceties, dropping in on your family members that you see once a year that you don't really know very well. And you got to hang out with them for a couple of hours and drink tea or whatever. But it's, uh, it's more of a, a compulsory kind of etiquette thing that people do. Yeah, that can 
I'd imagine that can be rough if it's not really enjoyable because of the people you got to be around. And to be honest, like, I think a lot of foreigners, we just haven't seen it uh, too much here in Sapporo because, to be honest, like, most people use this as an opportunity, especially foreigners, to maybe go home, return home to their home country, or to travel overseas during this period. So not too many people are partaking in the uh, Obon you know, festivities, uh, especially foreigners that I know. So. Mm, yeah, but like, it's, it's quite similar to to my family, like Chinese families, we kind of do similar things. We're always visiting relatives that we don't really know very well. And it's, it's just showing your manners and to, you know, meet up with them every now and then and sit down with them and have a chat, but you're not very close but it's just something that's kind of expected from you. And I think that's similar to, to Japanese culture too. So I've always, you know, met relatives with my, my family. My mum was like, okay, we're going to go see this uncle. And I'm like, who's this guy? She's like, yeah, you'd met him four years ago. Um, you, you don't know him very well, but we have to go and say hello kind of thing. Um, and I don't really mind doing that if it's not that often. Um, and I think it, as I said before, it's something that's expected. And I think um, during Obon time in Japan is similar to, um, I don't know, Berg, you, you have family members in Japan as well, Japanese relatives. So I guess you've probably experienced that, but maybe you're closer to your relatives than, than some people are. Yeah, there used to be a tradition in my family for all the relatives to get together at the onsen uh, at the end of the year. But uh, that kind of all ended after my grandfather passed away, unfortunately. And uh, I think Obon is probably one of the times, only times when people do see each other. But again, this year, I don't think anybody's going to be meeting up because of the whole coronavirus situation. So my family, as we go on here, like it's, uh, you know, my daughter was wearing uh, her yukata for the first time, which is really cute. Uh, they had like a festival up at her nursery school and all the kids were wearing their yukata, which is fun. And, and she loves Hanabi and uh, a lot of the... Hanabi or fireworks around Japan have been canceled this year, but we could actually see some the other night that were taking place over at Banke, and she was going crazy and excited about those. And I think there's actually going to be one uh, taking place at Moedonuma Park beginning of September, another fireworks festival, but uh, they're only limit, letting a limited number of people in, so apparently uh, prices have like shot up <laughs> crazy. Like My wife was looking it up. Uh, how much do you think it is for one person to get in? Any guesses? In Moidenuma Park? Yeah. For the fireworks? It's just one night, right? Yeah. As well, it's just like a couple hours. Oh, I'm guessing, I think normally they're at like 2,000 yen per person, something yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. How much do you think it is this year? Oh, it's gone up. Yeah. Just because of the yeah the limited number. Uh, five? 5,000 per person? I heard Ichiman. Wow. So, yeah, that's crazy. Like, I mean, I guess people got to enjoy their fireworks, but that's a, <laughs> that's a crazy price to be paying for that. But yeah, anyways, fireworks, another big part of the summer celebrations here. So, I, I mean, I like it all. I like uh, the fireworks. I like the yukata. I like people out. I love the beer garden. That's not here this year, so. But it's especially nice when you have actually holiday off because you know I I have a long time. I've got like a month off, I think, from <laughs> from now. I'm, I go back to work mid September, so more like uh, more like six weeks off. <laughs> and you have about a week off, right, Burke? So yeah, I got a week off to enjoy the uh, good summer break, the summer holidays, the Obon and everything. And uh, yeah, we shouldn't be complaining too much because I think there's a lot of places that are still dealing with however their area is dealing with the coronavirus. So we've been pretty lucky, especially up here in Hokkaido and stuff. So Thanks for joining, everyone. If you liked the, the show, 
please uh, please support us by uh, leaving us a review and rating on Apple iTunes or Apple Podcasts. That will help potential listeners uh, click on the link and listen to us and share it with your friends and family members or someone that you know that would be interested in uh, Japanese culture. Thanks a lot, guys. See you next time. Goodbye.